Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. My name is David Fournier, Senior Instructor here at Restoring Grace, and you're listening to the Zohar in 15. Our study this evening is going to be from the Zohar, Volume 16, Portion Kedoshim. Uh, We're in Chapter 15, Verses 93, 94, and 96, and for those of you following along, that's on pages 62 through 64. A couple of announcements, by the way. Today is June 16, 2013. Happy Father's Day to all you dads out there, Uh, and every kind of dad imaginable, the Single dads, the not-so-single dads, the married, the dads with somebody else's kids, the stepdads of blended families, all of you all together, happy Father's Day. Quick note, this coming Thursday night, the regularly scheduled Torah Treasure Show will be off, and next Sunday, Zohar and 15 will also be off. Um, Restoring Grace will be on sabbatical starting Thursday. We'll be coming back to you a week from that following Thursday. You know, there's a major difference between a teacher and an influencer. There's a major difference between a teacher and an influencer. And I want to be careful when I say the word influencer. I'm not trying to assign it some particularly evil task or evil idea. But I'll talk about the differences in a minute. Now, a teacher, in my mind, a teacher has been taught, has been trained, has been held accountable inside their discipline. They finish their training to a specific tradition. And this faith tradition has a verifiable and trackable past. Let me say this again. There are many people who begin training to be pastors or rabbis, synagogue leaders, cantors, worship leaders, whatever. They begin their training, and pretty soon into it, they figure out, you know what, I'm smart enough, I know everything I need to know, and they haven't quite completed that training all the way. They're not really teachers because they haven't finished their program. They haven't, in a sense, got their degree or graduated. And they go off and start their own because they're unhappy with something they got said or something they got done at the place that they're at. And all that's fine. Don't get me wrong. But what it does do is it brings us a tradition of teachers who are more influencers than they are actually teachers. And I'll explain what I mean. Many of the things that we talk about in Christianity today, many of our arguments, if you please, are things that weren't even around a couple of hundred years ago in the Christian faith. For example... A seven-year tribulation started in 1830 with John Darby as he introduced the dispensationalism, and he began to talk about it, and that did pick up steam. 1830, that's 800 and so, 1,800 years after the life of Jesus. How about a rapture? How about the idea of a pre-tribulation rapture? That started with the American Puritans, uh, a father and son team named Increase and Cotton Mather. How about the prosperity doctrine, name it and claim it? started the New Thought Movement in the 1800s and began, uh, began uh, gaining prominence during the Pentecostal healing revivals of 1950. 
Now, we've been through the worship wars. We've been through dress codes. I remember as a young man when I was 15 or 16 going to a Bible Baptist church in Fullerton, California, and we were attending a youth meeting when a, a lady was asked to leave because she wore pants. I remember at that same kind of congregational meetings, I went to a youth camp a couple years later, and a young man, let's just say his name was Stuart, came forward and gave his life to Jesus and at one of the camp meetings. And the next morning, I saw him sitting in a chair out in the wide open with all these people standing around cheering. I thought, whoa, he must have won, a, won an award or something. They were cutting his hair. He had long shoulder-length hair, and we all know it's a sin for men to have long hair. You know, Patrick and SpongeBob, Dr. Dobson, let us know the importance of understanding that both of them are gay. AIDS was God's judgment on homosexuals, according to Jerry Falwell. These are the distractions of an influencer. The difference between a teacher and an influencer is that an influencer is someone that has an agenda. Now, the name of our study today is True Study is Destination Unknown. An influencer is a person who's already got a destination in mind, already has a sense of travel uh, going there. And by the way, when we talk about all the things I just talked about, uh, and you say, well, these are important things. We've got to go after this, the same-sex marriage and, and all these things. We've got to go after these things. Let me ask you this question. By attacking all these distractions, who's benefited? Has Christianity earned a greater place, a greater voice in the marketplace? No, as a matter of fact, it's declining. Have our acts of social justice increased? No, they've lessened. Only in today's Christianity, only in our settings today, do we see the world as a win or loss condition. The influencer will say, what can we do to win the world? To win the world over to us. A teacher asks this question, what can we do to better inform the world and give them the information they need to make a real and lasting decision? I want you to think about that for a minute. There's a big difference. I want to read to you verse 93. When he who toils in Torah does not do so in a pure or righteous way, that word rises and turns off the path. Nothing joins it. All push it out, and it flies around the world without finding a haven. Who caused this? That person who turned off from the straight path, as it is written, as it is written nor put a stumbling block before the blind, meaning do not place an obstacle before words of Torah. For those of you listening, Scripture that emanate from his mouth. For this reason it is written, but I shall fear your Elohim, I am Hashem, Leviticus 19.4. You know, it's interesting that it says when somebody toils in Torah, you know, Solomon talked a lot about toil in, in the book of Ecclesiastes. Our actions, our actions for good and for evil are greatly influenced by our intentions. God measures what's called kavanah, the intention of our heart. The intention of our heart. What are we really trying to gain from this? What are we, we trying to achieve from this? A teacher is a person who is simply sharing what they hard fought and hard learned during their time of being accountable to a master teacher. An influencer is a person who says, let me explain to you how this works. Let me explain to you what you need to know. I forget if it's in the, if it's in the dummy series books or if it's in the idiot guide to books, but the chapters start out with the least you need to know. And it highlights like 10 points of the chapter you're getting to read. So you can just read those and not even read the book. Many people in their faith today are on the Least You Need to Know page. I'm going to do a quick commercial break, and I'll be right back. Looking for something different at your next retreat, Bible study, or weekend seminar? Restoring Grace could be the answer for you. My name is David Fournier, Senior Instructor here at Restoring Grace, and we gladly support 
encourage, and minister in many churches across the country. You can reach me at Dave at RestoringGrace.com. Again, that's Dave at RestoringGrace.com. Or you can call 719-233-6265. 719-233-6265 for your next upcoming event. So our story here in the Zohar tells us that somebody who toils in Torah but doesn't do it in a pure or a righteous way, that it turns off the path. This is when the intent of the heart is not correct. And when the intent of the heart is not correct, the results are going to be off base. When we can stand in front of a congregation of 100 people, 200 people, 2,000 people, but the man who's standing up there, the woman standing up there at the beam or at the pulpit, who's giving out these words, what's the intent of this person's heart? It's got to be done right. Now, you can come back and say, no, nah, wait, wait, wait. Here you go with the giving it correct, doing it according to the book. It's true that you can do what you want, and you can do it however you want to do it. But don't attribute that to New Testament grace. Don't say, well, the reason I can make any decision I want or say whatever I want or teach in any type of tradition I want is because of the New Testament age of grace. The words that we speak, they take different paths based on the intent of our heart. You know, thinking of Father's Day as a parent, I keep thinking today about things that my children do that make me insane, and I have to really search out, why do I feel that way? Why are they bothering me so much? I have to look at that because the intent of my heart is more important than the actual words themselves. Religion takes on many different paths, and we achieve many different results, many different denominations, and many different outcomes. It's when we have something that's so right, which is our scriptures, but our interpretations. Being influencers saying, let me give you the destination and then I'll tell you the scripture to support it. Instead of letting the scripture be the evidence itself. And we've gone far off the path by focusing on believing in the right things take all precedent. If you believe this, if you believe that, if you believe all these things, then for sure you'll be in the right place. We've gotten off the path by building programs. Segregating Sunday mornings. Anthony Capallo, one of his books that he wrote, said that the most segregated hour in American history is Sunday morning. He's right. We've gone off the path by building, forming what I call like, kind, and quality groups. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that even no matter what size your church is, large or small, you've got influencers always at work. People who are kissing up to the committees and people who are kissing up to this and people who are doing this and doing that and all these different things that are happening. All these different things that are happening. And all these like, kind, and quality groups begin to form. You know that most youth groups are simply churches within churches because they've been alienated by the adult population or, fair enough, vice versa. We've gotten off the path because we campaign against certain forms of evil and certain things that we're against. Instead of campaigning against starvation, instead of campaigning against low wages, instead of campaigning against world debt, and we are no longer the leaders in social justice and reform. I don't know if you guys read much about the news, but uh, right now here in Colorado Springs, last year we went through an enormous wildfire called the Walden Canyon Fire that, that just set the city on edge. We've got a couple of uh, fires that are burning right now, one in a place called Royal Gorge and one in a place called Black Forest. And you know what's been amazing to watch is how much faster – it's almost a year ago, by the way. It's just odd – how much faster the communities resolve providing water, places for people to stay, taking care of people's pets, 
going out and buying hay for horses that have been moved out of stable area. All these incredible acts. This isn't a church group doing this. This is a community of people bonding together who learned from their experiences last year. We're no longer the leaders. We're no longer the leaders in acts of social justice. Rock stars have turned out to be the leaders in it. We've gotten far off the path because we, we have a historically inaccurate portrayal of our faith. I'm not confident in my mind that if Jesus came today and walked in our churches, he'd have any idea what we were doing. We need to be careful that we don't talk ahead of the scriptures where he goes back and says, he says that he talks about putting words before Torah, putting words before the scriptures. C.S. Lewis was once quoted as saying scriptures are like a caged lion. Just open the door and the lion will go do lion things. Let me read verse 94. <clears throat> and there is a situation of one who is yearning to, to, to toil in Torah, to learn in Torah, but cannot find someone to teach him. Yet with his love of Torah, he speaks of it and stammers with it. He does not know any better. Each word ascends to the Holy One. Blessed be he and rejoices with that word who receives it, plants it around the stream, denoting that bina or understanding comes from these, uh, comes from these words. <clears throat> what, what if you have no teacher or an ability to get to a teacher? By the way, in all fairness, you can begin to deploy several outlets that are available that were not available until recently. The Internet, Blog Talk Radio. I'm sure that different organizations and churches that you go to have got sermons and things available online. But I want you to listen carefully to this. If you express love for learning, <clears throat> if you express love for the Scriptures, even though you're struggling with it, even though you're stammering with it, you will never be left alone by God. So many people believe that, well, if I'm going to actually introduce somebody to Jesus, if I'm actually going to share my faith, I need a class. i got to go to class. i, I got to go do this. i got to do that. By the way, getting taught by professionals, getting taught by qualified teachers, I agree with that. But let me explain something to you. You know why I don't dance? It's not because I believe that dancing is like, it's like having sex standing up or however that thing goes. I don't believe that. I don't dance because I look silly at it. I don't know how to. And people say, well, just let your body take control. That's the other reason why I don't dance. And so when it comes time to dance, I just play it real safe. I don't really get into any crazy stuff because I know I'd look silly doing it. But God takes and rejoices in our heartfelt efforts. I want you to think about that for a minute. Even though I'm reading my scriptures, even though I'm toiling it, even though I'm struggling with it, even though I can't pronounce the names, I'm, I'm struggling through the Amalekites and the, these guys and those Hittites and the Amorites, and, and you can't say it right. And you say, oh, he, he's got to be disappointed that I can't even pronounce the names right. God loves you just because you're there trying. Your love for learning about God will be returned to you as love from God. As love from God. And finally, in verse 96, with all this, one needs to learn Torah from all people, even someone who doesn't know. Since through this, he will be aroused in Torah and come to learn from somebody who does know. Later, it will turn out that he walked in Torah in a true way. Come and behold, a person should toil in Torah and precepts is not for his own sake, not for studying, but it will lead him for his own sake. My name is David Fournier, senior instructor here at Restoring Grace. Thank you so much for joining me, either live or archive, on Torah Treasures.
This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. This episode is made possible by PwC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud. Fuel innovation with responsible AI and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.